Peace, everybody. My name is Jacob Gerard. I'd like to welcome you all to the My Food Journey podcast. Today, we have another episode of Journey to Greatness. I have Omari Allen, a.k.a. Chip the God. What's good with it, bro? Man, how you doing? How you doing, brother, man? I'm glad to be up on this thing, man. I'm glad to find an avenue yeah. where I could use my voice and tell my story, man. Yeah, you know, so. before, I, before I get the before I proceed with my story, you know, I just want to open this up with a quote by the late great Nelson Mandela. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measures. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frighten us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your plan small doesn't serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. Mm. You know, and uh, and then go on with what I'm talking about. You know, yeah, uh, nah, definitely, bro. I, I, that just man, hold on before you, cause you ready. I know you ready to get it in, man. Yeah, you know I'm saying, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> look, bro. That just, you know, that just charged. You know, that just charged me up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that really just charged me. That got me going. Even though you away right now, you know it's the it's it's Marin City and beyond. And, you know you. You know, you, you're a part of the, you know, Marin City and beyond, not because of the physical or the tangibles per se, but you feel me because of your your mentality and, and, and your growth and, and where you are and where you want to be, you know, and we build all the time, you know, just talking about greatness and, you know, how we, you know, how we started at, you know, one aspect of our life and, you know, how we had to grow mentally, not physically. You know, it's one thing just growing, you know, physically and, you know, advancing our upgrading our tangibles, but it's not so easy to update the software. And when I say the software, I really just mean our mindset. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Because that's what's going to take us past the way we think. And we ain't got to be perfect in the way we think, but the way we think, that's going to take us farther than any type of tangible or material situation. So, you know, I had to get you on here and I, I just want to kind of want you to talk about your journey and tell your journey how you had to, you know, develop, you know what I'm saying, from a boy, you know, a young a young boy to a to a young man, to a man. You see what I'm saying? I want you to kind of, you know, let the people know, man, because, you know, it's, you got a powerful story, bro, and I need, I need that energy today, man. Most definitely. And like I said, you feel me? I'm glad you gave me this opportunity to use your platform to get my story out. And uh, I'm going to talk about, you know, my upbringings in Marin City and and basically how it led me to where I'm at right now. And then I'm going to speak on where I'm at and where I'm trying to go at the end of my whole timeline. You feel me? Yeah. You, you know, I mean, anybody that's from Marin City, everybody know, you know, I was born in Oakland, California. You feel me? That's where my roots is at. But I moved from Oakland back in 94 to Marin City, and that's where I was raised. You know, we're from a city where everything is is blood connected. Everything is family. Mm -hmm. I came out here. I came out here with with no blood relations besides the people who I came with. You know, I was yeah. raised with my mom. I was raised with my mom and my stepfather, Doug. And, you know, I have my big sister and I have my big brother, you know, with all them people in the house. You know, I just always felt love. Anytime I didn't feel, you know, uh, for sure about something or secure, you know, they always instilled that. They always 
and steal things that I should be secure about. And always told me that I was somebody. You feel me? I'm Memorial. I'm somebody. And you know, that was a good thing to hear as a kid. You feel me? It always kept me on the right path and going the right way. But in due time, you know, then people that was in my household, they just started departing one by one. You know, mm-hmm. we had a we had a tragic accident back in 96. You know, my big sister, she died in a car accident. And and that's when I could say things actually took a turn. You feel me? Just a yeah. wave of depression just came through the household. You know, it was it was chaotic, it was confusing, you know. And uh my mom, it was hard for my mom the most. And her and my step-pops, they was going through something. You know, I was too young to understand what they was going through. But sure enough, you know, my step-pops, he moved out. He started dealing with a whole nother woman. And now it's just me, my mom, and my brother. My brother went to college. You know, he he dipped off, went to college. Now it's just me and my mom. Uh, and now I ain't got no no more male role models. You know, I there's no more male role models in the households. And I'm I'm trying to figure out like where where can I get this um this validation, you know, this acceptance that I'm looking for. You know, the people who used to give it to me, they gone. So 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 now I'm 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 running with the same people who used to always try to make fun of me because of my skin color, pick on me because I'm not from out here. I ain't got no family. You know, the same people who used to jump me. I'm I'm running with them so I can feel accepted, so I can feel validation, you know. And I'm doing the same thing that they used to do to me to other people just because I'm starting to feel like that's where the love is at. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, you know, uh, now, now, now I'm rebelling. Now, now I'm rebelling. You know, my mom never wanted me in a certain area in Marin City. I'm, I'm over there until 11 o'clock at night. You know, like, you know, I'm with the fellas. These, these are the people who make me feel loved. You know, I don't feel like I'm getting that love at, at home no more. You know, so... I'm out here with these dudes. I'm out here doing what I'm doing. And now when I finally, when I finally come around, I'm trying to find my identity. Now, now I'm trying to find mm. my identity on, on being in this area. You know, everybody has an identity. I'm trying to find my identity. Mm. But what, what, what's my identity? What's, what's my identity around here? You know, and you know, I, I, I end up finding, it. you know, I end up finding it. My, my identity, you know, was, was was moving fast, you know. If I can get over in any type of way I can, you know, I, I, I'm with that. You feel me? I'm, I'm I'm with all that fast movement, fast talking, getting over. That was my identity. I start mm. to I start to live out that identity. I start to bring that home, and now I'm doing everything I used to do in this area in my household. You feel me? And, and, you know, now it's bringing way more confusion in the household because my mama didn't raise me like that. But you know, this is this is what makes me feel like who I am. As mm. a, as a uh, as a young man, you know, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely, bro. You, you feel me? This is this is this is where I start picking up bricks and start throwing it at the penitentiary. You feel mm. me? A lot of people, a lot of people used to tell me that, like, man, the way you moving, you feel me? You throwing bricks at the penitentiary. I'm like, man, I ain't worried about nothing. Y'all talking about you feel yeah. me? Like, I, I'm I'm too clever. I'm too quick. I'm I'm too slick. This is what I'm thinking. You feel me? Right, right. And, uh, you know, eventually it all caught up to me. It, it all caught up to me once I start stepping out of my lane. But what I mean by stepping out of my lane, I start stepping out the lane, out of my lane with my identity. You, you feel me? I, uh, I, I grew up with a um, with 
with, with some cats, you feel me, who uh, who had a lot of influence around my neighborhood just because of the things that they were doing. You, you right. feel me? Yeah. You, you know, to, to me, some of these people really didn't have to do what they were doing because, you know, they was they was raised in middle class. You, you know, they, they yeah. had the dad, they had the mom, they, they had the things that I always used to yearn for that I'm out here hustling for, that I'm out here stealing for, you feel me? Yeah. And they really didn't have to do what I was doing because of how they was raised. But I, I guess like when you're coming up in our city, you know, being a square, that's always frowned upon. You, you right. know, nobody wants to be the square. Everybody wants to be the, you know, the boy, the guy, you feel yeah. me? So, absolutely. you know, they, they, they start getting to their identity. They start doing things where uh, they, they start doing things where, you know, blood is spilling. You feel me now? Now, mm. you know, everybody's amped up by seeing that. You, you feel me? So, yeah. so, so now me being me, I, I never really, I never really cared about, you know, making blood spill. I always cared about getting money. That That's the only thing that's always been on my mind, getting a dollar, getting a fast dollar. Yeah. You feel me? Because, seeing blood spill was was not an everyday thing in our community you right. know like when i was growing up you ain't ha- you didn't have to have you didn't have to have no weapon you feel me like we nah. all family you, we all to, you, just, you just have to know how to fight exactly you just have to know how to fight like you feel me now don't get me wrong like i say you feel me i i come from oakland i was born in oakland i never yeah. Stop going to oakland you feel me so mm. i used to go to oakland every weekend every summer and I'm seeing like now this is where you need a weapon at. You feel me? Right. This this is where you need a weapon at. So now I come back to Moran City and I'm seeing people trying to live like this is where we're from in these certain areas where we really don't gotta live like that. You feel me? So I never really tripped off seeing blood spill, carrying, carrying guns and nothing like that. Like I say, I was always about a dollar. Do you think in the process of you know going back and forth to Oakland, um, you know. Do you think that, you know, you care, you brought some of that mentality back, you know, to Moran City and that just, you know, um, just enhanced the way you was moving or just. Man, I'm glad you asked that question. Thank you for asking that question. Most most definitely. Most definitely. It it, it definitely enhanced what I was already getting into in Moran City. It, It definitely enhanced, you know, just being around my family on how they was moving, it, it was way quicker than where I lay my head at. So, you know, every right. time every time I come back to Marin City, I bring something different. But when I look back, when, when I look back at what we're talking about right now, uh, I really used to hold back on some of the things that I could bring because, like I say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going with my identity. Like, if it didn't match with my identity, I, I really didn't you know, live it out. You feel me? I, I, right. I, I really, I really didn't put it out there. You feel me? I really didn't put it out there, but uh, to get back what I was saying, where now, now some of the things that, you know, happen in Oakland, Richmond, Frisco every day. Now, when I see this happen in Marin city, it was, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a whole different ball game now. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. You know, every, everybody wants to try to up, up, up what somebody did and, you know, be looked upon as the guy. But, you know, like I said, man, I, I really wasn't tripping on that. I really I really wasn't tripping on that until I finally seen somebody who I grew up with seen every day, you know, be killed. You feel me? In a whole different city. You, you know, yeah. like things like that never really happened when I was coming up 
you know, in my community. You feel me? People yeah. dying. Like, it, it, it just, it was a culture shock for me. So now, now when I seen this, it was like, all right. Now, here I go when I say stepping on my lane. Now I want to leave off. I, I want to pick up, I want to pick up where, you feel me, somebody who I grew up with left off. You feel me? Yeah. So, so now yeah. I'm trying to, now I'm trying to move like how he was moving. And, and that's where that's where everything was going wrong right there. You feel me? As soon as, as soon as I picked up a gun, everything, everything just spent out of control. Everything just spent out of control for me. And just to add on to what I'm saying, you know, I, I was raised with another individual. We got the same, I'm talking about we got the same type of background. Family was born in Oakland, raised in Marin City. You know, we come from poverty. We out here hustling. We out here doing everything we can do just to be in the latest J's, just to be in the things that some some people, parents that just give these people this stuff, you know, just with, with ease. It's not hurting their pockets, but, you know, our people, it's hurting their pockets. So we got to do everything we can do just to feel validated and accepted, you know, with this lady, with this latest gear. And so this individual who I'm talking about right now, he moved real fast. I'm talking about real fast. You know, he got, like I say, same background. His cousin's from Oakland. And he really brought that type of mentality on how they moving in Oakland to Marin City. And it, it enhanced everything, you know. So now, so now I'm really being influenced. Now, now I'm being influenced. I'm seeing it. And I, I want in on this. I want to be a part of all this. You feel me? And uh, I'm being a part of it slowly but for surely. So the same individual who I'm talking about, you know, he gets incarcerated. He gets incarcerated. He, this is my every day. This is somebody I'm with every day. I see him leave. You know, I just lost my other friend in gun violence. Now I lose this person to incarceration. And now I'm really stepping out my lane. Now I'm trying to live out on how they was living while, you know, one's dead and one's incarcerated. And uh, that really... uh. That 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 really got me throwing bricks at the penitentiary. You feel me? I end up doing something. I end up I end up doing a few things, and I'm just glad that uh that I'm just glad that that God didn't really just punish me for everything that I used to be doing with this uh weapon all at once, and just punish me with this with this one thing I got caught for. You feel me? And gave me another chance at life. Yeah, you, absolutely. Nah, absolutely, bro. And, and, you know, we talk about all the time how, you know, it was it was almost blessed for you to, you know, be, you know, you know, go through that process that you had to go through or else, like you said, it, it could have been worse because, you know, you know, just building with you, bro. It, it, you know, I know you got a, a bigger purpose, bro. You know what I'm saying? I know I know I know you got a bigger purpose, bro. And, you know, I want to ask you again, too. Um, I want to know, oh, well, you know, we'll come back to that, you know, but I want you to kind of just talk about, um, oh, oh, I'm about to get to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Go, go no, ahead. Continue. No, no. Yeah. I'm about to say, I think, you know, they say great minds think alike. So you, you feel me now, you, you know, I'm just giving a timeline. I'm just, I'm, I'm just giving my timeline on how everything just led me to where I'm at right now, you know, once I uh, start, once I start getting out my lane, you feel me, and stop doing the things that I normally do in my area, and I start to move like 
the people who I grew up with, it led me to where I'm at right now. It led me to the county jail, you know, facing the life sentence. You know, I'm, I'm in the county jail. They they trying to give me life for what I'm incarcerated for right now. And, uh, you know, at 19 years old, trying to have that settle in, like, like damn, like life. Uh, it, it, I, I really didn't know how to grasp it and I didn't want to grasp it. So what I would do was use the people who was in my advocate system as entertainment. You know, I would mm-hmm. joke with them so I wouldn't have to think about what's going on in my life right now. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I would joke with them. I, I get visits every day. You know, um, I'm, I'm trying to distract myself from, uh, you know, taking what's going on seriously. Like I didn't, I didn't right. take it serious at all in the county jail. And uh, now let me remind you, some of these same people who I grew up with, they was in the county jail with me, you know, fighting some small stuff. And they was telling me like, man, they, they, they see like, I'm losing my mind. Like, bro, you like, you need to take this serious. You know, like you joking, you joking. And you know, to hear them say it, it had me look like, man, like, man, you know, I, 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 I should start taking it seriously, but you know what? I'm still going to joke anyway. You know, I it, everything didn't settle in for me until I finally took my date. You know, God blessed me with a date because they didn't want to give me no date. They was just trying to railroad me. Uh, an older gentleman in my community, he had to persuade me to take this date, you know. And it was like, he was like an angel from above because what I was trying to do, I was trying to go to trial and I just wanted to expose the person who had, you know, was the confidential informant in my case. You feel me? I just wanted to expose this person to the community because nobody believed. Nobody believed. Go ahead. For for those listening, you know, you don't got to get too deep into the details of the case, but what were you charged with? Uh, I was charged with with, what I took with uh, assault on a peace officer with a firearm, uh, second degree robbery, and uh, I took a deal for gang enhancement. You know, criminal street hogs, they say, but you know, that, that one right there was BS. Like I couldn't even right. sever it. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't sever it. But, uh, you know, this, this person, they, they gave me 72 hours to take the day, you know, they offered me 23, 23 years, with two strikes. And, uh, and I was telling myself, like, man, I'm not about to take that date. I'm just going to go to trial. And if I would have went to trial and, and lost, I would be, I'd be in here with a life sentence. But I'm telling this individual and he keep telling me, he like, man, take that deal, take that deal, man, take the deal. You know, like I said, I had 72 hours. And the second day when he came by and said that to me, man, I said, you know what? I'm going to take this deal. It's a reason why this dude is at my door. You feel me? More experienced. He's been in prison and, uh, before and all that. I'm just a kid. So uh, I ended up taking the deal. Now, that's where everything settled in and got serious. I took the deal. They shipped me off to San Quentin. Shipped me off to San Quentin back in 2010 in January. Now, as I'm in San Quentin, you know, and, I, and I'm I'm seeing like this is a whole different it's a whole different ball game, but it it kind of still feel like home. And what I mean by home is because you got so many people from so many different areas who move like the people who I grew up with, where I just felt like I was at home again. You, you know, now I'm back to you, you know it is what it is. You know, I, I I'm really not I'm not really tripping on growth or none of that. All I'm trying to do is is make a statement. I, w- I want to make a statement. What I mean by make a statement is that I want to show people that people from Marin, you know, we, we got a chip on our shoulder and anything that we do, you know, everything y'all here doing, we doing too, you feel me? So w- whatever you with, I'm with. So this is this is my mentality in San Quentin. 
getting into fights. I'm getting into trouble, getting my points up. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing everything ass backwards, you know. I'm not moving to growth. I'm moving away from it. Uh, I stayed in San Quentin for four months. Then they finally shifted me off to the main line. My first stop was Pelican Bay. I got there June 8, 2010. Now, when I got up there, that was it was a culture shock. And what I mean by culture shock, a lot of the people who I grew up with from the Bay Area, they, they were not up there. You know, I'm around a whole bunch of cats from L.A., a whole bunch of cats from, you know, Southern California. And so now I have to adapt. Now I have to, you, you know, I, I, I got to change my whole game just so I could be understood and uh, so they can understand me. You feel me? And, and, yeah. when, and when I got up there, you know, we was we was on a two year lockdown. It was a race ride. You know, it was it was real racial. Us with the woods consider white boys and then you have the southerners with the north Daniels, you know so the program is just locked down i'm by myself I, i'm in a cell and so you know you got other africans checking up on me and they let me know what's going on so so i'm thinking to myself like wow this was going on people being stabbed behind this i knew right i knew right then and there in order for me to get back home alive you know i had to look in the mirror and tell myself it's time to grow up you know like these these dudes is not kids up here. Like nobody was nobody had a kid mentality. Everybody was grown man thinking. Everything was war thinking, strategic thinking, like on a whole different ball game. So I, I told myself, like, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step my game up, man. Every all the kid stuff, I gotta leave it at the door. And so, you know, I was blessed to have a Selly who who had shown me the ropes. You know, he had a good vocabulary. Like every time you talk to the cat up out of Richmond, every time you talk to me, man, he he was just so eloquent, you know, he knew how to articulate himself real good. And I was telling myself, like, man, how'd you learn how to talk like that? He told me, I mean, picking up the dictionary. So, I, you know, I just sat there and I thought like, man, I, you know, I want to expand my vocabulary. You know, I started picking up the dictionary, I started uh, coming up with new words. I jot five words down a day. I exchanged them with my celly and we would use them in sentences. And this was helping me. This was helping me as my journey went on, because, you know, growing up, I always had a problem expressing myself. I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't, when something went wrong, I would just get quiet. You know, I didn't, mm. because I didn't feel like, I felt like I was misunderstood. So, you know, when something went yeah. wrong in school and in in, in family, I just get quiet. <laughs> you know, you could yell, scream at me all day. I just get quiet, you know? And, uh, in your mind, in your mind, why you, you said you, you know, even growing up, you was like that. Why do you feel like you was like that? Like, like, because you just felt, you know, I know you say you felt like people didn't understand you. Is it more because of what you felt like, how you might respond? From, hmm. uh, I'm gonna say, uh, to repeat that question one more time. So, so, you know, you said, you know, you say you felt like I was always quiet because I felt like people oh. wouldn't understand me. Oh. Was it just like certain, you know, things that you were just holding in and you was afraid of how you might lash out or express those things or just like, man, they not going to, they ain't going to feel me. So I'm going to just leave it alone. Yeah. The second one, they not going to, they not going to understand me. So just leave it alone. Yeah. But that's where I was messing up at because, uh, you know, they 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 probably could understood me. They probably could have felt me. You know, if I just had the courage right. to say what was on my mind, I just you you know, I right. never said what was on my mind. And I was always taught, you know, uh, uh, real men don't express themselves. You feel me? We just get quiet and handle it on our own terms, which is 
such a that that's so false. You feel me? That's so false. So yeah. anybody you know who got sons or kid uh, boys, any you know stepsons, nephews, like don't don't instill that in them. You know because they hold on for that yeah. so long. You feel me? I, I was one of the ones who held on it for it so long. You know, but I'm glad that I broke that cycle. You feel me? Because expressing myself yeah. and, and talking is one of my biggest. It's one of my biggest tools on my tool belt. You feel me? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me ask you how you know being in there. You know you you know it's it's you know it sound like you know and from thing conversations we had that you know like you know you said you had to learn to become a man quick. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of talk about your journey of just evolving and just you know like again growing into a man. You know. Mm. And uh, uh, mo- most definitely, and what I and what I mean by that, like I had to become a man quick. Like, like I say, as soon as I went got to Pelican Bay, it, it was like no kid mentality. Like everybody was grown, the way they conducted themselves, you know. Uh, and like I said, I had a silly who I was blessed to have to show me the ropes and, and point out things to me, because uh, the same way I used to conduct myself on the streets, like if it was a problem, I'd get quiet, and he he'd tell me. He like, man, you're going to have to learn how to talk, man. You're going to have to learn how to speak up because where you at, this type of environment is diplomacy first. You know, violence is always last. Diplomacy first with everything, you know, and I didn't understand that because, like I said, you know, I come from an environment, like, you know, shoot first, ask questions later, you know, just get off and then we we'll figure it out. But, you know, it, things don't work like that in here. So, uh, like I said, you know, I started with the dictionary. I started to build my vocabulary. I started to watch certain uh, different channels on my TV, you know, anything that was about growth. You feel me? Because I was always eager to learn as a kid. I've always been eager to learn. I've always asked questions, you know, but as I got older and I start, you know, venturing off all that, I I did all that, you you know, because we wasn't doing that, but it's coming back full circle. Now, now I'm back in a whole new environment. I'm starting to surround myself with, with older people. Once we finally got off lockdown, you know, and, and the war was clear, mm. I'm starting to surround myself with older people, older lifers who've been down for so long, you feel me, who paved the way for me to even mm. walk on this main line. I'm surrounding myself with them. I'm asking them questions. Whatever question come up off my mind, I'm asking them, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I, you, you know, and they see that I'm eager and they taking me in. They taking me in, you feel me? They giving me the game. Surrounding myself with a, I'm not a Muslim, you know, I don't got a religion, but I'm spiritual. But I'm surrounding myself with Muslims, and I'm and I'm being around them, you know, just getting their wisdoms on on how they on how they maneuver in this society that we in, you know. So everything everything that I was taking from these people, I was instilling with myself, and I was going back to my old values that I had left when I was a child. You know, I was going back to my old values that my mom instilled in me and my stepfathers. And I was all consolidating it with one with everything that I was learning in here. I'm talking about the positive stuff. You know, don't get don't get me wrong. I still had the kid inside me. And what I mean by the kid inside me is that I still wanted to prove myself and show people that I'm with with everything that's going down. Like it was so much violence up there, you know. It's hard not to think violent when when you're up there. And like I say, you know, we from a small city. So every time I told somebody where I was from, people would be like, where that's at? You feel me? And in my mind, I'd be telling myself a lie. Like, are you trying to play me? Like, But these people are serious. Like, where's Marin City at? So now I'm like, okay, I got to show you exactly where it's at. And 
I always wanted my time to come. And eventually, you know, uh, uh, that time was coming around the corner. That that time was coming around the corner. Now, as that time is coming around the corner for me to do something just so, you know, just it, out of this world, I had a teacher who was always around me. He used to always tell me, he was like, man, like, like why do you always go to violence in your mind? Like, you, you know, he say, uh, you know, he said, that's for the week right there. He'd tell me that's for the week. Anybody can be violent. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do that. He say, the strong, he say, everybody don't know how to sit back, think and handle their problems. You feel me? In a diplomatic way. Now, every time he would tell me that, I'd be thinking like, man, bro, like in my mind at 23, I'm like, man, that, nah, like, like that sounds like some coward stuff to me. You feel me? That's, but that's my young thinking. That's yeah. the kid still inside me. And uh, uh, eventually, you know, I had a situation, I had a situation with a cat. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I did what I did, and they gave me two years in solitary confinement, you know, for SBI, serious, mm. serious bodily injury. You know, when I think back to this, like I would never do nothing like this to nobody again. They could have struck me out of here. Like they, they could have struck me out, gave me my third strike. Like that's how bad I hurt this person. And, you know, it's a legendary, it's a legendary story in Pelican Bay. But anyways, they, they shift me off into a whole different institution where it's 23 hour lockdown. Only time you come out is go to the shower for five minutes. So as I'm at this new spot, Tehachapi Shoe, you know, I'm just, I'm reflecting. I'm in hindsight. I'm thinking about everything that my teacher was telling me. Like, man, you know, uh, you know, you're going to end up somewhere where you don't want to be. You know, you should handle things like this. But I, I needed that experience right there because that's where more growth came from. That's where I was able to sit down, not be distracted, really look at my life and think, man, I, I'm not about to do this no more. Like, I, I can't do this. Just being in this cell, looking at these walls all day like this, like, I, 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 I'm ready for a change. You feel me? But uh, in those two years, you know, you got some of the wisest people back there. You know, you got some of the, the, the wisest, oldest people back there. I didn't care if you was a Mexican, white boy, black, you know, all I cared was that you was general population, you know, that if you was GP, I was willing to talk to you. And, uh, and and get some advice on how I should conduct myself on my next journey. And so, you know, I I would exchange material. Like like I say, you know, I watch certain shows, you know, uplifting shows. I write stuff down. I order these books. You know, I write notes out. And if you had notes, I would exchange them with you to see what you was on so I could add to, to my resume. You feel me? So, you know, that, that gave me growth right there. My next stop was was High Desert. Uh, High Desert was my next stop. Once I did my two years in this uh, solitary confinement, you know, it, it's no different from Pelican Bay. Like I say, man, you know, it's a war zone up there. All I'm seeing is violence, and you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to walk this new path. You know, I'm trying to, you know, keep my head on the swivel and, and conduct myself in a diplomatic way and, and stop being violent, but. You know, they say, oh, habits is they, they they die hard. You feel me? Uh, while I was up there, you know, I lost my mom. You feel me? My mom ended up dying, you know, due to her illness. And, uh, you know, just to be in the cell, man, for 23 hours a day, you know, and just get that news right there. It just, I was trying to figure out, like, how am I going to take this news right here? Like, what am I going to do with this news? 
am I going to let this just have me move back and, and just give me excuses on it's good for me to hurt people because I'm in pain or am I just going to live out the teachings that she instilled in me and grow and just move forward? You feel me? And uh, yeah, I end up taking, I end up taking the the, uh, the first choice. I ain't gonna lie, you know, I was reacting in a violent way. I was doing stuff to people I ain't had no business doing. You know, finding myself in the same situation, being in a whole strip of the things that you know uh, keep me sane here while I'm on the main line. You know, TV, CD player, stuff like that. And I sat back and I thought, I said. You know, my mom wouldn't want me to live like this. You know, it's, it's time for a change. I started getting back on that path to growth. And uh, I've been on that path for a long time now. You feel me? I, I ain't going to lie. At times I backtrack. At, at times I have negative thoughts. But what I've come to learn is, you know, as long as, yeah. we, as, long as we don't jump on these thoughts, that's, that's, all yeah. that, that's all that really matters. You feel me? Like, I could have any thought yeah. in the world. But as long as I don't jump on that first thought, if it's self-destructing, yeah. you know, it's okay. You feel me? Uh, I'm a human. You feel me? Uh, and, and like I say, when I was back there for them two years, you know, I learned how to meditate. I learned how to I, I, oh. I learned how to look within and tell myself that I can't trust all my thoughts. You feel me? Like, sometimes yeah. I just let my, you know, my thoughts, They my thoughts is like a train. You feel me? Like, picture, picture yourself at yeah. a bar station. You know, once a thought pops up, it's like a train stopping. You feel me? Like I now I could get on that train and leave, or I could watch that train go away. You feel me? And that's what it is. That's what it's like mm. with my thoughts. You feel me? If I know that this is pushing me back, you feel me? I'm gonna just let that train go off. You feel me? It's gonna ride off. Absolutely. So you know, yeah. uh, you know that that was another form of me growing. You feel me? Being able to sit back. And, and, and meditate, clear my mind and not jump on my thoughts because, you know, us as humans, we judge mental, you feel me? Like our society yeah. raises us like that. You feel me? To like this, to dislike that, to like this, what's cool, what's not. You feel me? I just try to, when, when I come into a situation or, or, or going to something, I try to just come with and not even judge it, you feel me? Not even like it or dislike it. I just see it for yeah. what it is and I just push on, you feel me? Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, because, you know, now what we be building, you know, um, it was two things. Let me let me ask you this first. Well, you know, let me ask you this. How have you know what are some what works for you now? You know, you talking about, you know, you started off in a place where, you know, you was, you know, you was quick to violence. You know what what works for you now? Like even to this even to this day, like what works for you right now? How do you? You know, conducting yourself. Yeah. We talking about, you know, some of the things we talk about is, you know, over ten years ago. Yeah. So now we, you know, we looking here at 20, 2020, You know, what works? What works for what, you now? What works for me right now is uh my freedom, and what I mean by my freedom is uh I know that I cannot go back into society resorting straight to violence whenever it's a problem. Like I I I know that, right. so I try to shake that mentality right now, you know, and just keep my freedom, yeah. keep my freedom at my forefront mind, you know. Like me, they 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 slam me, they lock me down for anything if I resort to violence out there just because of my my past and my history, you know. So, you know, just staying out and just keeping my freedom and, and, and keeping it my mm. at my forefront mind is what stops me. 
from resorting to violence. And I'm glad you asked me that. Like right now, you feel me? I pat myself on the back. I'm I'm a year clean from a 115. What I mean by that, a 115 is basically a disciplinary action write-up whenever you get into a fight, whenever you get Whenever you're doing something that goes against, you know, the prison law book, you feel me, drugs, whatever, you feel me? I used to, and it was hard. It was hard for me to go a year clean without being written up. Like, my 115s consist of violence, you feel me? All my, a lot of my 115s are violence. And, 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 you know, I found myself in situations where I was like, man, like, like, man, I don't even want to write up, you feel me? Like, I'm telling myself I don't want to write up, like, some people they hear that and and they laugh about it because you'd be like a write up like it's nothing to get a write up in here you know but it's something to really not get a write up and and, and I went through it you feel me yeah. and uh, I pat myself on the back every day right now that I went a whole year because you want absolutely bro and, and I congratulate you as well because you know you, you know it's about wanting more you know that's why again that's why you know I call this. You know, this segment, Marin City and Beyond, not again, not because of the tangibles per se, but because of the mentality. So, you know, you talk about how, you know, you now you was at a point where it's like, now you want, I want more, like, you, whatever, you can laugh about it all you want, but it's more to this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is just a, a, a phase, you know. Let, let me ask you, you know, you talk about how, has, you know, you talk about your mom, you know, I didn't even realize, bro, like, you know, I, you know, I know other people in the community had your mom as a teacher, this, that, and the third, but I didn't, I didn't realize that your mom was one of, was a reflection of, you know, things that I'm into now and things I'm sure you into as well, as far as like the whole conscious movement. I never peeped that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know your mom. I got, I know glimpses of your mom, but look, thinking now, hearing you speak, it's like, I remember I asked you this before. I was like, bro, your mom, she was, she was tapped into that, oh, to that yeah. movement. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know. I, <laughs> no, no, oh yeah, 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 yeah. My my mom was was definitely tapped in with the with the whole social justice movement. You know, with the you know, uh, yeah, with the unity, bringing black people together, uplifting black people. You know, she didn't march with Dr. King uh, back in the day. You know, she was with the Panthers. Uh, every time Black History mm. Month came around, she made sure that I was always in Black History Month and I was always picking people yeah. that our school district wouldn't teach us about, you know, Dr. King, Malcolm X. Like, you know, I go into the Black History Report with Huey P. Newton, Stokely Carmichael, you know, mm. Bobby Seale, these type of individuals who really not spoke upon in a, in the school district yeah. who, who should, you know, get some type of recognition. So, uh, you know, I always, I, I always love my mama for that. And, and like I say, she instilled values in me at a, at a young age on what it means to be black and uh, to love my skin complexion, you know, and to always want to do better for our people. You feel me? And I had, yeah. I had lost that sight. Like I say, you feel me when I was in the streets, but when I came mm. down, you feel me? And I, and, and I've been incarcerated for 12 years and I'm seeing, you know, this is, yeah. this is how, the older people move. Let me say that the older generation they move like this, and I'm able to go back and forth with them on this, and uh, you know, um, live out some of these things where you know we got something called Black August. Alicia Keys and Common, you, you know, they, you know, they celebrate that out there on the streets, out there in Africa. Black August basically is a uh, is a month. <laughs> it, 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 or it, it's basically a month where we celebrate the ones who 
who who died in that month, you know, uh, paving the way for us, like Nat Turner. You got George Jackson, Jonathan Jackson. You, you feel me? Uh, uh, you got more people. But we all celebrate that month, reading literature. We fasting. You know, we yeah. working out. And, uh, you know, we all coming together strong. You, you feel me? As as one, being black. So, you know, I'm, I'm into the whole Black August movement. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, my, yeah. And let me, let me, and let me ask you now, kind of talk about, you know, some of your, you know, endeavors and passions that you into now, mm-hmm. you know, we was, we was building, you know, talking about, yeah. you know, writing a book and let me, you know, let me just say, you talk about the book and the documentary. I just kind of want you to touch on that a bit. Most. You know, we don't want to oh, give oh. too much, but, but, and, and let me say, let me tell you, you know, why I think this is, I think it's important because, you know, I look at it like, you know, on one hand, you got a, a certain tangible situation, but it's like, forget all that because I said, you know, that's why I really created this platform to really show the mindset, bro. Like, I wouldn't, honestly, bro, I, I wouldn't, you know me, bro, we don't, one thing about our relationship, guy, we don't BS that's, each other, bro. We don't, we ain't, we ain't gonna be phony. We ain't gonna BS yeah. each other, bro. You know, and I wouldn't have brought you on here if you wasn't of a certain mentality, you feel me? <laughs> and you Come know on. that already. Like you know that you feel me, so I really res- I respect your mind, bro, and your mannerisms and, and how you moving, and I also respect, you know, your vision, bro. And I love your and I love your vision. You feel me? So, you know, and I just think it's important, you know, just to even show this message. Like, man, you, it's the mindset that got to change. Bro. It's it's not really the, the the physical always, you know, takes a certain amount of time to catch up, but it's really the mentality. Mm-hmm. It's really the mentality, and I always emphasize this because, you know, just you know, you know, one I remember, bro. It ain't it ain't even hit me, bro. When I had came home from school, bro, in in the summer of 2015, right? You know, I'm big on creating mentality. So I remember when I came home from my on my summer break, it was like 2014 or something like that. And this when that first mentality thing really I had to experience it. I said, you know, I was, I was, I was selling dope my first summer home. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, wait a minute. I said, whoa, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I thought I over, I thought I stopped this years ago, but then fast forward a little bit. Right. Come back around like the fool. I said, oh, it was the mentality. It was the mentality that really didn't change because when I was broke, you know, at times, I couldn't go to mm-hmm. mom's. You see what I'm saying? I could, but I didn't like you. I didn't want mm-hmm. to. So the only way I knew how to get it at that time was hustle. So fast forward, when I was I came home from school, I was broke again. So I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I gotta. I, I was. I had went back to that those old you know mentality, those old principles, you know. So I say all this to say, it's not about and this is for anybody listening. It's not a. It's not about where you at physically. What's your mind? How far mm. your mind go? Or what is your mind thinking? And again, it's not gonna be perfect every mm. time. But I respect what you what you I say all that to say, I respect what you got going because you you a perfect example of just the mentality. You know, we able to build on so many different aspects of life, this, that, and the third. So I kind of want you to, you know, show that mentality. Just kind of talk about some of the passions with the book, you know, in the documentary. Cause that's gonna be big, bro. We just planting the seed. We just planting the seeds right now. But when when you when it's touchdown time, 
life is already watering it. Let's just say that just by us even Facts. doing this right here. But now we're about to really start seeing this tree man, grow. Facts. And, uh, and, and before I even touch up on that, man, you know, I just want to share this. Each man moves in a limited or expansive circle of his own thoughts. And yeah. all outside that circle is non-existent to him. He only knows that which he has become, the narrow, the boundary, the more convinced is the man that there is no further limit, no other circles. The lesser cannot contain the greater, and he has no means of apprehending the larger mind. Such knowledge comes only by growth. You feel me? Mm. And that's and that's that. And, uh, yeah, oh, that's by, uh, James, that's by James yeah. Allen, uh, the brother James Allen. Uh, but you know, and that's how I used to be. Like I, my mind wasn't expanded. I didn't know how to expand my mind. I didn't. I, I, all I knew was what I used to see every day. That's that's all I knew. I didn't want to know nothing else. And 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 that's basically led me to where I'm at right now, just so I can know about something else and I can get the knowledge and 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 grow. You feel me? And get this growth. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. I got a book that I'm working on right now, and the the title of the book. It's from the kid to the God. And uh, the reason why I named it that is because anybody who know me back in the day, I used to be, I used to call myself Chip the Kid. You feel me? You know, I used to do my whole little turf dancing movement. I used to do my music. And uh, that was my handle, Chip the Kid. So, uh, you know, Chip the Kid got me where I'm at right now. So as I was, as I'm going through my journey, you know, I started to, Started to separate myself from the kid and graduate into the God. You feel me? Be my superior self yeah. as a superior man. You feel me? As a superior black man. So that's what I mean when I call myself a God. So I graduated from the kid to the God. You know, so that's that's why I gave myself yeah. that title. And in the book, what I'm gonna be talking about, you know, I'm gonna be talking about some of the stuff that we just talked about on this podcast. I get deeper into, you know, how I used to use dancing as an outlet to it, it expressed my pain. Mm. You feel me? Like I used to be in a, a lot of pain. Like I got a lot of pain still inside me right now, but I try to soothe it out with, with, with paying attention to the things that I do have in life. You, you feel me? I'm trying to learn how to forgive and let go, but it, it could be hard just by, you know, how I was raised. But, uh, you know, I talk about in the book, how I used to use dancing as an outlet to express my pain. You feel me? Like when I used to dance, I, I never thought about yeah. nothing else except what, the music, the beat, what move I'm going to do next. You know, talk about, in, in the book, I'm going to talk about how I even got into dancing. You know, I had a childhood, I had a childhood friend, yeah. you know, from West Oakland who, who taught me how to dance. You know, he ended up getting killed uh, at a young age, at 16, for nothing. Mistaken, mistaken identity. You know, mistaken identity. Wow. You know, and to to hear about that as a kid, like, man, you know, I want to, I want to pick up where bro left. You feel me? I mean, make him proud. Uh, I yeah. talk about that. I'm going to talk about, you know, how it was being raised by a single mom. You, you know, I get in deeper, you know, mm. just the depression, you, you know, the despair that I used to see. I, I get in deeper. Talk, talk about that. Uh, and uh, how she used to go to the hospital, you, you know, She's always be in the hospital, and now I got her apartment by myself. And I'm I talk about you know all the activities that used to go on in the apartment, and how you know I was a I was a real fool when I when I look back, man. 
I was a real fool for hanging out with some of the people I used to hang out with, letting them in my house, you feel me? Giving them easy access in my house like that, how they used to just be around. They used to just be around just for that. You know, I used to always think it was for the love, but it was never the love. You'll see who really loves you once you incarcerate her, you feel me? You broke, but uh, speak on that, you know. I'm going to speak on more, get more in depth with, 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 with my stories in prison on how I was in certain situations where, you know, my life was really in harm's way. Like my, my life was really, really in harm's way and how I handled that situation in a way where my city would want me to handle it accordingly. Or matter of fact, let me say this on how I know I would want to handle it accordingly when I look in the mirror because of how I was raised and what I say I push, what I stand for and believe in. So I got to, I got to, I got to take it. I got to take it just like this. And no, no matter if I get hurt or not, because this is the life that I'm a part of where a lot of people, you know, they play both sides of the fence in here. And what I mean by both sides of the fence is, uh, you know, not to get off topic. You know, you got these people, they raise in certain communities. They say they this, they say they that. But when they come, when they come and get incarcerated, you know, you really get to see if you really this or that. Like what you did on the streets, nobody cares about that. Everybody starts all over because we all got a reputation. So now we want to see what you really like behind these walls. It can get real. It can get real hot in the kitchen for some of these people. And the, you know, they they tell the staff in here like, I can't be here. I got safety concerns. I wanna I wanna finish my time on a sensitive knee yard. You know, that's S and Y. You feel me? Uh, that's a, that's that's where they keep all the. It, it don't even matter. I ain't trying to get too deep, but uh, you know, I'm a I'm a speak on how I handle certain situations and uh, in the book, you feel me? Get my message across on how I would never want somebody who come from my community, any urban type of community, you don't got to go through what I went through, you feel me, to find out the message that being in the streets, bruh, it ain't even cool. It's it's either one or two things going to happen. You're going to get killed or you're going to get life in prison or a super amount of time in prison. Like, it ain't ain't even a hype no more. And, and, And we at a time right now where Nobody abides by the rules no more. Like it, it's so watered down. It's just it don't make no sense. So being in here, I found out that I'm bigger than that. You, you feel me? You, you get what I'm saying? I'm bigger than that. Like, yeah. like I don't have to. Absolutely. When I come back, like some of my partners, you feel me? My certain partners that or so-called partners that got out of prison, you know, they went right back to it. They they went right back to it, trying to make a statement. And trying to make a statement for what we we've been doing this since we was kids. Like you don't you don't got to go back to it, but they went back to it, and uh, the game will always show you that it ain't no joke. It's either you're gonna be dead or in prison. You know, some of these people ain't even here right now as I'm speaking. So I learned from their experience. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I I know that this ain't no joke. I know it ain't. I, I know it ain't just by what I'm going through right now. And to pause myself on on what I'm going through right now, like. I want to dedicate this segment to the ones that we really lost to police brutality who don't got a voice no more, like Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, Stefan Clark, uh, you, you know, so on, so on. The list goes on. And, and the reason why I say that is because I'm so, I'm so lucky to be alive right now. And what I mean by lucky to be alive right now is that when the police came to apprehend me and take me down that night, they came through on an ambush, you know, somebody who was my so-called partner was working with them the whole time to make sure that I had the weapon that I used in the crime to be on me. And, and they was coming in on a sneak attack. So as they coming in my house 
in their mind, I'm armed and dangerous. This is what they're thinking. That's why they came the way they came. I'm armed and dangerous. That's all they know. When we break down this door, we're going to do whatever we got to do. You, you feel me? To, to take him down. I'm just lucky they didn't come through shooting. When they came through and broke down that door, you know, they, they could have killed me, man. They, they, and I sit back and I think all the time, like, man, like, it's so crazy how these other people lost their lives to police brutality for, for nothing. George Floyd, stuff like that. But somebody who really could have lost their life, I, I could have lost my life. They, they could have said I was reaching. As soon as they kicked down the door, they could have said he was reaching for that same gun that he shot last week. So we had to do what we had to do. But they didn't. I, I didn't reach. I, I hit the flow. You feel me? But let's say if they killed me, nobody could have told my story. You feel me? So I'm, I'm still here right now living and breathing to tell my story. You feel me? So I want to be the voice for the ones who, who mm -hmm. lost their lives that, that can't use their voice because I'm here for a reason. It's a purpose. You know, I speak on that in my book, you know, from the kid to the guy, man, you know, it's all growth. And, uh, you know, with the, uh, Absolutely, yeah, with the documentary, and what I mean by the documentary, you know, segments on, on, on my environment, how I came up, you know, the people who in my advocate system and, and, and you know, in the documentary, we don't, we're gonna show you on how we pushing for this growth, you feel me, this unity and uh and 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 what we got in store for you on the next round. You feel me? I ain't gonna put it all right here. But I wanted to say this though, you know, what lies behind us and what lies before us are small matters compared to what lies within us. You feel me? Hmm. Yes, sir. God, come on, man. Talk. And that's what hey man, look, bro, it's funny how the divine work, man. It was, you know, it was really perfect timing, you know. I believe in perfect timing. There's no such thing as, oh, I did. Man, look, if we was supposed to be in record, we would but the fact that we was able to record right here, right now mm. on the full moon, too, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Yes, you sir. feel me? You know, that's real powerful. And, you know, you do got a purpose, a value, and you got a powerful voice, man, and, and, and your energy, bro. And, we, you know, we natural-born leaders, bro, so it's up for us to – you know, and we we gonna make mistakes on our journey, this, that, and the third, and we ain't gonna be perfect, on um, you know. So, I think we just gotta continue to keep pushing, bro. Because regardless of where we at, bro, it's the it's, we gotta continue to, you know, evolve our minds. But man, give a message to the to the to the ones out there that you know, you know, say you know, give a message to the you know the kids that might be you know living a a certain lifestyle, man. Let you know. Let them know, man, it, that man, ain't where they want to be. It man. ain't where you want to be. And the reason why I say that is because, um, you know, I, I know kids who, you know, they, they way younger than me who 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 led themselves into this environment that I'm at. And they seen firsthand that this is not exactly where I want to be. I wasn't built for this. I wasn't fit for this. And they end up going a whole different route. And what I mean by that is that, you, you know, they end up tapping out. They end up going to the other side of the gate. What I mean, the other side of the gate is a sensitive knee yard. You, you know, uh, that's something that we don't condone in the general population because uh, it, it, there's no reason to go over there if you're not conducting yourself correctly. You, you feel me? Like, just handle yourself accordingly. But, you know, that's how some people uh, ruin their reputations. So just so you ain't even got to go through that. Or some people come in here and they become straight drug addicts. I mean, like, this this is a lot to go through. You, you feel me? Day in and day out. So people try to, you know, they trying to get away from the pain. So they're getting high. Like, I know people, they young, strung out, crystal meth, heroin. Like, wow. Like, man, you're so young, bro. So it's so much more. But it's so easy to, to do this opposed to really facing your life problems and, and, and growing, you know, I mean, yeah. greatness 
everybody wasn't meant to be great. You feel me? Everybody ain't meant to be great, but uh, I'm just glad that uh, mm. I'm just glad that I got on that path, and I'm just glad that I got the support system that I got who behind me who keep pushing me. And uh, oh yeah, in the book too, uh, I want to talk about how uh, I had this. I had this angel. She came into my life. You feel me? And she was the pipeline. She was the pipeline to me and my mom. You, you know, when I got incarcerated, my mom was in a nursing home. So, you know, I really didn't have no type of connect to my mom. But, you know, this uh, this special lady came into my life and she played that connection to connect me and my mom. And she will rewrite the letters that I sent her, send them to my mom, visit my mom, write her letters out, send them to me. So, you know, she kept us connected until my mom uh, departed on to a new life. So, uh, and how I'm still, you know, connected to this person to this day, you know, 12 years strong. But I'll speak on that in the book. But uh, to get to get back to what I was saying, yeah, man, you know, this ain't meant for everybody. And, uh, you know, if you can learn from my story, man, that that's, that's what's up. You know, it, it's somebody in my neighborhood who got a real uh, good influence he got he got a real powerful influence, you know, real powerful influence. He ended up losing his life to medical issues. But I had spoke to him like two months before he died. Just and, and, and I was asking him, like, man, what you doing out there, man? And he said that he out there speaking. He said he out there speaking and, uh, uh, you know, speaking to the youth and sharing his story on how you don't want to walk down his path, you know, and you could walk down a whole different path. To reach success, so I told him, like, man, I wanna, I wanna jump on that with you, man. I wanna get, I wanna, I wanna, uh, I, 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 I'm digging that. You feel me? So we had plans, but you know, he ended up dying. So, you know, that's just a, a fire that's ignited inside me. You feel me? That that, that that's just a fire. You feel absolutely, me? To, bro. To, to put out something that he wanted to do right there, and uh, you know, put it up under his name, lay that out right there. Um. Another passion of mine, right, is is speaking. You feel me? Like I said, I used to have a mm. hard time expressing myself. I didn't know how to get my words together. I didn't know how to speak my mind. I just get silent, you know. But since I've learned how to do this, you, um, it's like an art to me. Is it's like an art? You feel me? I understand that. Yeah, I understand. I'm real respected mm. in my community. I got a, a lot of influence, and so you know, I just want to use this voice. For the, for the good, you know, in, in all urban communities, you know, all urban communities, not just my community. And it's this group called Toastmasters. I don't know if y'all familiar with Toastmasters. It's a public speaking class. You know, um, it helps you get over your fear from public speaking. But I, I used to take that class a year before COVID hit. You know, I graduated from that class. I got my certificate. I gave my 10 speeches. And, you know, it, 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 it helped me out with getting my message across so, you know, I could see public speaking in my future and just and just so much more, you know? Absolutely, bro. It's it, Man, look, just like the fool, man, we we had to we got to pass through certain things in order for us to because ultimately, if, it, if it's if it's destiny <laughs> and it's and it's meant and if it's written like they like now nah, I said it was written, if it's destiny and, it, and it's written, then we're going to go there. Either it's going to happen. You know, so whether we got to, you know, go pass through this aspect of life or we got to pass through this aspect of life. One thing about destiny, it can it can if it if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen, you know, and if it don't happen, then, you know, for us, then how unfortunate, you know, but maybe mm -hmm. we'll get it in the next life. But, you know, at the same time, it's like 
I mean, mm. we was we we built for greatness, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying. And, and maybe and I and I and I know we always knew, you know. Maybe that's why we always, you know, you talk about feeling misunderstood. Maybe that's why you maybe felt understood because no, when nobody chilling our greatness, but we ain't got time for excuses. Now, just like the fool, we passing through, and, and now we understanding those gifts and those talents and everything that's in that everything that's in that bag. Everybody always that they say what what the what that what that, what that represent? That's you. <laughs> in that bag, that's all your gifts, your talents, your passions. That's your destiny in that bag. But you gotta, mm. we gotta pass yeah, exactly, through, bro. Exactly. And to touch up on what you saying, we gotta, we gotta pass through. We gotta stay patient. You feel me? Stay grounded. Stay humble. And 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 I learned that uh mm. that that a denial really isn't a no. You feel me? Like. Ain't no timing more perfect than God's timing. So, you know, just because you be getting them, them first few no's, you feel me? People just think that it's all bad. Like, nah, you know, we got to be tested to have this type of stuff that's out there in the future that's already laying right there for us up under the tree. Like, is you really tough enough? Do you do you really feel like you deserve it? I mean, if you really deserve it, man, you got to go through it to get to it. You feel me? Like we don't want nothing. We don't want nothing easy. You feel me? Man, on oh, oh, time, man. Hey, hey, hey man, on, the man. crown is heavy, Talk man. That the crown, man. The king of the crown, man, is real heavy, man. You feel me? So, uh, man, man, bro, I'm being patient, bro. I'm staying <laughs> grounded, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm staying focused. I'm optimistic. You know, I'm glad a whole. I'm glad that I was able to do this while a whole new year is coming. Like I say, you know, I'm gonna turn it up to a whole another, a whole another notch, man. I'm about to turn it up to a whole another notch, man. Keep this mind thinking. And, and just keep pushing and just just keep pushing, man. You feel me? Man, keep 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 pushing, man. Absolutely, I want to say this, guy. man. Man, people are like glass, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out, but when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed yeah. only if there's a light from within, man. You feel me? I'm in the darkness, man. My light been shining. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel me? My my light being shining. So somebody told me, he's like, man, you you stay tapped in, man. You stay, you know, you stay up on this, stay up on that, you know. Even though I'm incarcerated, you feel me? I got this light, man. I gotta let it shine. I gotta let it shine, man. Huh. It's shine. It's shining too, man. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna close them out with that, man. And and, and God, I you know I appreciate you for coming on here, man. That just gave me an extra boost, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I'll be. I be, you know me. I need stepping stones to get me man, going, man, no. and that that was one yeah, of them, bro. Yeah, yeah man. You know, I, I just want to say this, man. This gonna be the man. I, I appreciate your worth ethic. I appreciate how you pushing, man. You feel me? I, I I believe that this gonna be the number one podcast in the country one day, man. I'm gonna keep coming back to sit down with you at the round table. You feel me? This dude grinding right here. You know, any chance I get to promote this, man, I'm, I'm promoting it. You feel me? Because when I was younger, I used to promote all the negativity. You feel me? Now I'm on a whole different height, man. I want to promote the positivity you feel me that logo right there man that logo gonna be big as the the mercedes-benz logo man the jordan logo man you like 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 man like nip say yes, man, 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 man you feel me on top man i'm just trying to get to my victory lap right now as i run man you feel me mate man, man, Come on, City and BI, man. I, I really appreciate this man uh i hope the people got something from this you feel me i hope i ain't let my people down uh, you know, we just gonna keep on pushing. We just gonna keep on moving, man. I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate what you're doing. Absolutely, I appreciate. Thank you, bro. I needed to hear that, bro. I, I appreciate you too, man. 
And with that being said, I thank you all for joining me and listening to this episode. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.